Hi, welcome to the New Rules Podcast. I am your host, Ruth Cooper-Dixon, and I'm a positive psychology practitioner. New Rules is about how leaders, entrepreneurs, and businesses must change, break, and rewrite the rules to innovate in our ever-changing and complex world. Each episode, I'll be joined by a guest who is a leader and respected expert in their own industry to talk about their experiences through the lens of a positive psychology theme. I am fascinated as to how these topics are interwoven in the fabric of their journey. And of course, I get them to dig deep and share with you the good, the bad and the ugly. Hello everyone, welcome to New Rules. I'm joined today by Katrina Larkin from Forest Space. Good morning. Nice to have you here. Thank you very much. So I'm really honoured to have you as a guest, as our first guest for New Rules, because without you... For this and for this podcast would not be happening. So thank you, first of all. Not a problem. Big thank you. So you and I met a couple of years ago on the balance panel that was held at Clerkenwell, wasn't it? So that's where we came across each other then. Part of International Women's Day. So what a great day to meet. I know. I think I've got so many female friendships that have evolved, work friendships and gone into personal friendships. Those long-standing work relationships where you'll feel like you're that f- those friendships have, have kind of grown from it so including Amanda Thompson that yes. we both know yes very much so and Amanda is on one of our other episodes with Laura Willoughby so um, let me introduce you because you have this phenomenal bio I mean when I've read guest bios back to them while I've been recording it's it's been really lovely to watch their faces because they're like really it's almost like they're looking over their shoulder to say is, is this me <laughs> And I just think, I mean, you you are inspiration. I remember when I first met you and I thought you just, you just, for me, you just oozed kind of inspiration and confidence and, yeah, I, and, and you were just so intellig- intelligent about what you did and your background. And as, an, as another female entering into my own business at that point, it was great. Like, I took a lot of um, inspiration from you and saying that sort of from a genuine perspective so let me just read a little bit about you Katrina okay, okay so you're the pioneer or a pioneer should I say in yes. the festival world and you co-founded the Big Chill Festival in 1994 so The Big Chill, uh, the event grew to become an internationally recognised brand, attracting 40,000 visitors with an annual turnover of 5 million, which is just phenomenal. Uh, You opened three bars, so there was two in London and one in Bristol, and it spawned a record record label, uh, bought out books, travelled the world, so there was... Uh, Cairo, Australia, Japan, New Zealand. There was Greece, which was an annual holiday. Uh, so there was so much travel as part of that. So that that in itself, most people would be like, yeah, d- done now. That's, that's me. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> every year I think that the big chill went on. It's funny hearing it all listed out. I mean, there were so many adventures. It was about bringing so many creatives together. In a field, it was like building a city yeah. for a couple of weeks. And it, it was absolutely just an amazing part of my life. But it, it wouldn't have happened. Truly, it was a city and it was a city built by many people. Mm. I just happened to be one of them and one of them with a lot of energy. <laughs> I don't think I, it's funny you said confidence in the beginning. I've never considered myself a very confident person. But one thing I am very 
lucky to have in my DNA is a lot of energy. Mm. And I'm always looking ahead and I have so much curiosity about mm. life. And I'm very, very fortunate that life has guided me to land in places just at the right time and to ride waves of, you know, new zeitgeist mm. and new happenings and and to just be there. So I'm very, very lucky for that. It's it's funny you should mention that as in terms of being able to see things up ahead, being able to connect those people to create, you know, the big chill. And, and as you <laughs> said, it was a result of you know many, many different collaborations and all these people yes. are involved. And I was told by my academic supervisor last week that I have the skill, which again is very that similar skill set to to you, which is that ability to bring things together and make things happen and connect and also to see that bigger picture but because of the curiosity that yeah. drives you and it's not often a skill that's talked about a lot really because it's not seen as you know it's not public speaking or it's not it's not networking per se it's 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 a it's a, it's a magic almost yeah. based on the curiosity yeah it's it's a mix because you know I love meeting new people Everybody's an individual. Mm. Everybody brings a new thought or idea to a table. And it's about having a real genuine interest in them. Mm. And when you have a genuine interest in another person, you know, great connections happen, great magic. You you explore new ideas together. Mm. One thing that my parents instilled in me was to always think outside the box and to always be open to meeting people of different cultures, different age groups. And that really enabled me to take more of an adult approach to life Mm. when I first started out in my first jobs. So I felt at ease meeting new people and Mm. listening to their ideas. So... After the big chill, 2012, so I'm going to carry on with your bio now as yes. well. So, well, Good uh, luck. <laughs> so then you met Brockton Capital? Yes, yes. And you became involved in Camden Lock, which we're going to, we'll have a little chat about. And that was acquired by Market Tech. And then you moved into Camden Market where... Which Camden Lock was a part of. Which was yes. a part of that. And then Brockton approached you in 2014 regarding co-working, which was what is co-working and... Which I didn't quite understand. Well, I did because I was involved in Camden Market, of course, and we were just launching the interchange. I got a call from Brockton. I was quite happy at Camden Market. You know, there were there were nearly 16 square acres of... Uh, real estate there, full of what I loved from market stalls to big restaurants to Mm. businesses. It was a bit like a festival, but with solid footing. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry so much about the weather (laughs) all the time, which was kind of a relief. But they called me and they said, are you interested? You know, we're considering getting into the co-working, investing in it. And I was a bit, "Mm, this is interesting, but... In my head, I just saw sort of square square buildings, lots of desks in a row. Yes, people able to, you know, make coffee in a corner, you know, mm. beanbags there. And I was involved in the start of the interchange, which, again, my curiosity and it meant that I spent a lot of time there watching how people worked. But I hadn't really considered the huge potential 
that co-working could offer. Mm. And it was only through several conversations with them and then meeting the mighty Enrico Sanna, <laughs> who was my fellow co-founder, and I'm very proud to say that, mm. when we met and we talked about what co-working could be. Mm. But in, we also talked about London. We talked about service. We talked about life and how we approach, approach work. Mm. We talked about if we were both to ever start a business again, how we wanted it to be so people-centric and about mm. the teams who worked with us. And I stepped away from that table having met him going, I don't really think it matters so much what business Enrico and I would start to get together. Mm. Because if we started a business, it would be a good business. Mm -hmm. It would really be about our teams. It would be so customer focused and we'd be going to it of a long term approach. Mm. And then we started meeting more often. Um, we engaged in an agency called Profit. We did lots of interviews with key people in their sectors, top hoteliers, people mm. in the hospitality industry in general, membership clubs, people that we admired, that were trendsetters or always ahead of the curve, people who were landlords mm. who signed, you know, long-term leases. And we just really listened to where we felt the hospitality was going and what potential there was for the future of the workspace. But we also did a lot of focus groups mm. with hundreds and hundreds of people wow. listening to how they worked and how they approach work. And I remember one day Enrico and I were sitting opposite each other in a meeting room at our investors and we were reading all the data that had come back and Profit had put it all together for us. And I looked at Enrico and I said, am I reading this in a way that I'm reading it because I want how I would like a workplace to be, mm. to be the future? Or is everybody saying exactly what I'm feeling? Why do we go to an office and not look after ourselves as individuals mm. or have an opportunity to be in a space that is beautifully designed and considered mm. like you would approach how you design your home and how yeah. you spend your day? And is it really looking at how people come together and that sense of togetherness and community? And it was just it was just like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to do this. You know, in the same way when we co-founded The Big Chill, mm. what we were doing was providing escapism. We were creating beautiful spaces in the countryside where people could let go, they could be curious, they could go into and explore and learn, mm. and they could meet like-minded people. Mm. It didn't matter what age you were or where you were from, you were coming together for this magical moment. And I went, right, I always concentrated on escapism and going away for the weekend or going on holiday to Greece or, you know, encouraging people to come and explore India with us where we did a festival and bring different cultures together. But maybe if I truly am going to do something and work with people that I've met over the years and, and draw on the skills, which I hope I have developed... And there is an opportunity to address actually how people work, how people spend their days. So festivals are important or escapism is important, but we're not running away. Mm. The, we can li all live better lives. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what 
my ambition has always been in my life, you know, to enhance and elevate how we live. Well, if you think that we spend, what is it, 90,000 hours of our life approximately, probably more, at work or doing work, that, of course, we why when we only have some people, you know, four weeks annual leave, when you think about that, so you, you have these magical moments which are really important and they're part of making memories and they're part of having that time to disconnect from work. But in the same sense of, I guess the opposite side of being able to fuel that connection and fuel that curiosity every day and I you know and I'm not and I'm not you know I'm not just saying this just from the amount of work that I've done with you guys over the last couple of years but I I, there's never a day when I know I'm coming into fora that I think oh you know that whole Oh, yeah. And, you know, there are some places where you go in as a uh, as an external supplier or as a as a consultant or you know, uh, to go in and, and to, to run sessions or talks. And it's not the same. And I even during lockdown um, and the when you were back opened again and you had all your new standards in place, it was yeah. one of the few places I was like, yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, I just knew it would even question my mind. And the fact to come in and those spaces are bright and airy and they are well designed. So actually, for you, I know we, we can we can talk a little bit about the, you know, what you put into place for, for the for the pandemic. But I just knew that it would it would it's almost like evolved as part of it. So it's it's there and you can see it and you know that that's all that safety is there. But it hasn't it's not really altered that sense of. For uh, I personally feel as someone who comes in and's been to a couple of sites now already. Yeah. What I'd like to ask you is, as a co-founder, and you talk a lot about people-centric yeah. values. How important have your teams been on the mission of what you've wanted to achieve with Fora? They're the key. Yeah, they're the key. And one thing Enrico is really brilliant at is. Um, always sharing our vision Mm. and we have a lot to get together with our team and we share Um, our CFO Simon Boston is brilliant he always um, shares the financial reports with the team Mm. and it doesn't really matter what level of understanding within the team um, your knowledge on finances is he always breaks it down without Mm. talking down to people Um, we all bring different skills to the table but we all know we have one goal and we share that goal we share where we want to be Mm. we celebrate our wins together but there's also a really good healthy amount of competitive spirit as well behind us you know it's great when you get a win (laughs) (laughs) but also it's great that you're getting that win for the team yeah and that and that is so important we go away once a year together um, unfortunately, we couldn't do it this year, so mm. we did an online Fora Fest. Brilliant. And we had music, games, and we cooked together, we made pizzas online. And so we, we get to know each other as people as yeah. well, which is, you know, we know whose who's parents, we understand what different people bring to the table, but also we try to get to know their families as mm. well and who they are and what they're going through. And so we can support them as well. We are going to step out to have a mindful moment 
to reflect on our conversation so far. We are recording this at Fora, a tailored workspace that provides its residents with the freedom to choose where and how they work best, understanding that happy, healthy people deliver their best work. Whilst we are here, we'll be sipping on Naughty, Thompson & Scott's alcohol-free, organic, vegan, sparkling Chardonnay, creating a more inclusive and mindful experience to having fun and celebrating our workplace success. How many sites does Fora have now then in total? We have, well, how many open? Open, <laughs> okay. How many open sites? And how many how open and how many in the pipeline? Yeah. Okay, so we have 12 sites yeah. open today. Wow. Yeah, so we're sitting in Soho Yeah. in our lovely podcast studios downstairs yeah. that we have with Soho Radio. After we've done this, I'm going to cycle over to Volgate and I will be popping by Great Eastern Street as well. I actually calculated the other day, I went on um, a bike app to see how many forays I could go to in one day <laughs> and was... how long it would take me. And I've just designed this perfect circle of London and I've worked out I can drop in at them all. I could cycle to Reading, but um, I'm not sure if I'm that fit quite yet. <laughs> but I'm going to do it one day and I just calculated as well with our new Cambridge, we've just acquired 68,000 square foot in Cambridge, wow. in the heart of Cambridge, which opens in two years. And I've worked out that it said on the bike app it would take me about three hours to cycle there. I think it might take me six. So I'm not sure I'll be <laughs> commuting to that one in a day. And we're growing and we're scaling yeah. and uh, we are looking at going overseas. So I better get really fit on my bike. Yeah. Really, really fit. <laughs> to see you on the, yeah. on the channel tunnel. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, it, with this podcast being called New Rules, mm. it's about throwing the rule book up in the air and it's about entrepreneurs and leaders and businesses having a sense of wanting to do things differently. So you spoke about, A, how important um, the people are for Fora. And, I, you know, that is definitely my... Um, interpretation whenever I've met any of your team and worked alongside lots of different people from your teams as well and of course there is the whole aesthetic side and the design that goes into the building how how do you think the culture has evolved because I feel there is a definite culture when you walk into a forest space I'm going to go back to people again mm. and the fact that when people join the team at Fora. Um, we have, uh, we call it the induction. Um, we make them really feel part of Fora. We share our brand vision. Um, we get them, embed them mm. in our culture and who we are and what we stand for. And then we always welcome them in to the team at our next big get together. And we have a game where they have to play, you know, two truths, one lie. <laughs> and then everybody there has to guess. And we celebrate them joining. Um, Everybody that joins, we have to spend some time in understanding what different departments do. Mm. And when Enrico and I, at the very beginning, we worked behind the concierge desk and we understood what it was like to be front of house yeah. and greet the residents. And the residents are the people who work at Fora across and across all our spaces. And every day we all engage with our residents, mm. our customers, 
try to understand their businesses and like at the moment what they're going through. Yeah. At the start of lockdown, um, we actually reached out to all our residents. Um, yes, we were. Uh, you talked about earlier our new standards, yes, which is yeah. the document which is available on our website. Yeah, which we did in partnership with the Cleveland Clinic, and we wanted to make sure that we weren't just designing spaces and adapting spaces for our residents, as we believed. We also wanted to hear what they wanted from mm. us and how they needed support. For it is always about productivity. Mm. It's enabling people to be the best versions of themselves that they want to be. And on a commercial sense, then that goes back to the business and them being able to be productive and focused on what they need to do. Mm. So going back to that and thinking about those standards and we're in September at the moment while we're recording this we don't know what's coming up over the next few months in terms of the restrictions with lockdown with the standards you've put into place and having those conversations and listening to your residents do you feel that they have been engaged in that process do they feel from what you've heard and from what you see because I'm assuming you know, you see people starting to return into their workspace and coming wanting to come back into work. So has that really made a difference in terms of their view on on you know the forest space if you like? Completely. Yeah. We kept a very open dialogue all the way through this. As I was saying from the very beginning of lockdown, um we wanted to be there to hold their hand yeah. within distance, of course, <laughs> two meter distance, and for them to realise that Fora has never just been about a physical space. Mm. As beautifully designed as it is, we want at Fora always to add value. Mm. You know, like I've always said, like uh, what I like on a Sunday evening sometimes when I'm looking ahead at the week ahead, I can go onto the Fora app and I can see what talks I want to go to, yeah, or log into, yeah. Uh, I can look if I want to do a one-to-one PT session or maybe I want to do some yoga over Zoom in the morning. I can completely adapt my week. You know, Mm. it's a bit like I have four in my pocket. Mm. And from the very beginning, we made sure that all our wellness classes, all our events, all our talks were available online. Mm. So we continued to be there supporting them. And as you know, with Champs, yeah, we completely looked at the narrative and we spoke to residents on how they needed support. Yeah, And then with you, Ruth, we yeah. actually adapted the talk so we were addressing their needs right now. Yeah, And one of the big things that came back was that people really wanted to come back to Fora but commute. We heard this time and time again. Yeah. So the first thing we did was we partnered with Brompton. So there are now Brompton bikes in all our lobbies for people to be able to jump on, to cycle across the network, go to meetings, you know, take home, cycle home that evening. Um, you can also hire Bromptons for up to two years. I think it costs £22 a month. Brilliant. So we're looking all the time mm. at how we support people. And we will keep... Our mission is really about providing safe happy workspaces Mm. where people can be productive, where we enrich their daily experiences and give them opportunities to be the best versions of themselves. That is what we do. Whether we are going through lockdown or not, or whatever curve we go on next, we are here to support them 
and keep them focused and keep them productive. With your personality and your experience, I have no doubt that is that is going to continue to be the case. I think um, when you're a business that does continually adapt, evolve, ask questions, want to get things right, what's next, being curious. Someone um, on one of the episodes uh, recorded for, for this New Rules podcast talked about being a discoverer, you know, discovering. And I think mm. that's just a lovely way to think about you know, what, how you can continually better, but also, as you said, stay ahead of that curve. And obviously with COVID, we all found ourselves pretty much in the same boat when it came to it. But what I found just from observing our clients at Champs, from our, from my own business, from talking to people, from going into different places, is that those leaders who engage with their teams but also work very quickly to understand what the needs were, whether it's their clients, their customers, their employees, and act on that and also think about what's next, like how can we keep this going in yeah. a way that's sustainable. But also I think when your values are that way, it it's it's not as I won't say it's not as hard, but I think it's easier to do that because it's already intrinsic to who you are if that makes sense completely and I was thinking on the subject of rules you know there are a couple of rules I've developed and probably the hard way as well some of them if you're going to do something and you promise it to your customer do it yeah that is absolutely yes and never rest on your laurels no you know every day we've made a promise and a commitment to our residents and we need to deliver it Mm. if I should ever at some time feel I cannot deliver it or I'm too tired to deliver it, I maybe need to step aside for however long till I'm ready to get back mm. back on track because I mustn't let the customer down. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we have made a promise to be leaders in the workspace and it's all about them and that's what we have to deliver. And the second one is know your mission. And in the past, a long time ago, absolutely leaders in our field of the big chill, it was so easy to get tempted into what I call vanity projects, Mm. you know, little sideline projects. (laughs) I could put the big chill name on it and I got to do this. Okay, it was brilliant and maybe I don't so regret it because I was young and I really learned and... And we did some amazing stuff, but maybe I just did one or two, maybe too many vanity projects. That one burnt me out too quickly, mm. um, really drained our resources at time. Uh, commercially, not brilliant. And fourth, it really didn't add an extra layer to what we were offering our customer. Mm. They are such wise words. They really are. So if anyone is listening who is a business leader, an entrepreneur, thinking of wanting to start their own business, I think those are three kind of really key rules to abide by or to have. And you're right. I think there's probably times when I've done certain projects that have probably been a bit little vanity projects. Yeah. But you, I think it's, you know, as you will know, you learn from those and their experience, aren't they? And but. It also, if 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 somebody can know that and maybe even go into it with a bit of a, oh, I know that, call it out for what it is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
But no, I think the mission is is so important to stay close oh, to your you, mission. You have to circle back every yeah. day and say, "Am I doing this for the right reason?" Yeah, you know, you you need to do self checks, especially as the business continues over years. Yeah, not rest on your laurels. Definitely don't rest on your laurels. Definitely don't rest on your your laurels. But don't burn yourself out too. <laughs> we only all have a certain amount of energy. Yes credits as well so be wise how you spend them i was i think i used to burn myself out quite a lot way mm. back and become quite tired um and this this time round i'm a lot more you know i look after myself a lot more yeah um i'm a true believer in wellness i absolutely am so proud of how we at fora deliver wellness we mm. had a week of 36 events celebrating um, wellness called Restore. Which was fantastic. In September, yeah, which you participated in as well. Um, we had yoga classes, bringing in circus skills into it. We had therapy sessions. Um, I've always under, I've always championed therapy. And mm. uh, sometimes we all need someone to go and talk to. You know, save our friendships as well, maybe. <laughs> but also people who are trained at giving you insights yeah. to really listen to yourself and how to be able to look ahead. You know, it's quite acceptable to go into the gym to be as fit as possible. So I always call it the mind gym, yeah. a space to be able to go in. So, yeah, so we had a therapy session where we're talking about childhood. And how your childhood affects the person you are today. Mm. And uh, there was a workshop involved in it as well. It was such a success. We're going to keep it as a monthly event as Wonderful. well. Wonderful. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. For having me here at Fora Space in Soho. And obviously for being part of New Rules and... Long may your mission continue, Katrina Larkin. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Ruth. Sadly, we have no more time to chat, bringing us to the close of this week's episode of New Rules. I hope you have enjoyed listening to it as much as I've enjoyed chatting to our wonderful guests. If you did, then please ensure you subscribe, rate and review from wherever you get to your podcast and you won't miss out on the next episode. All the information from today's show, including our guest details, can be found in the podcast notes. A huge thank you to the lovely people at Fora, who without their generosity, the magic of this podcast would not have happened. Finally, you can find me, your host, Ruth.CooperDixon on Instagram and RuthyCoops on Twitter. Please do come by and connect if you're keen to know more about positive psychology and my well-being work at Shamps and Shamps for Change.